Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of February. India recorded 15,102 new COVID-19 cases and 278 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total infection tally in the country stands at over 4.28 crore while the death toll has crossed 5,12,000. The daily positivity rate increased marginally from 1.24% yesterday to 1.28% today according to data released by the Union Ministry of Health and Family Welfare. The number of new cases was also 12.65% higher than yesterday's count. So far, India has administered over 176 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 33 lakh doses were given yesterday. The union government has stated that over 10.98 crore vaccine doses are presently available with states and union territories. Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramana today stated that he was still suffering from the after-effects of Omicron when a request for physical hearing was made in the Supreme Court by the President of the Supreme Court Bar Association and Senior Advocate Vikas Singh owing to the milder symptoms of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 428 million people claiming the lives of over 5.9 million. Polling for the fourth phase of the Uttar Pradesh Assembly elections started today at 7 a.m. By 3 p.m., a voter turnout of 49.89% was recorded as per a report by the Times of India. Voting is taking place across 13,813 polling stations and 24,580 polling booths. There are 59 constituencies in the districts of Fatehpur, Banda, Pilibhit, Hardui, Lakhimpur Kheri, Lucknow, Rai Bareli, Sitapur and Unau that are covered in the fourth phase of assembly elections in the state. According to the Election Commission data, 624 candidates are in the fray with around 2.3 crore eligible voters. Pilibit and Lakhimpur Kheri were sites where farmers' protests took place last year. On October 3, 2021, eight people, including four farmers, were killed in Lakhimpur Kheri district during a protest against the now repealed farm laws. Ashish Mishra, son of Union Minister Ajay Mishra, is one of the accused in the case and is currently out on bail. Congress has suffered a setback in the Rai Bareli constituency with their MLA Aditi Singh joining the BJP in January. Rai Bareli has been the parliamentary constituency of Sonia Gandhi, the interim president of Congress. According to PTI, elections in the fourth phase are being conducted with more than 60,000 police personnel and 800 companies of parliamentary forces providing security arrangements in the state. Prime Minister Narendra Modi urged people to cast their invaluable votes and thereby contribute towards the strengthening of democracy. Meanwhile, UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath urged people to vote in order to ensure a fear-free, riot-free, crime-free and corruption-free state. 
On the other hand, Samajwadi Party Chief Akhilesh Yadav has stated that the SP alliance will cross 200 seats and form the government in Uttar Pradesh. Speaking of elections, our team of reporters and producers are on the ground in the poll-bound states, catching the pulse of the voters to bring you a comprehensive account of issues that truly matter. You can check out their reportage under the Assembly Elections 2022 tab on our website, newslaundry.com. While you're there, do check out the recent report by Akanksha Kumar and Shivangi Saxena titled, Unao, as BJP banks on safety, rape survivor's mother, fights on Congress ticket. The report covers the plight of women voters in the area. To continue bringing you stories that matter, we need your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is possible only because our subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help us keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner of your screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 a month. Maharashtra Minister Nawab Malik was arrested today in connection with money laundering after questioning by the Enforcement Directorate, NDTV reported. According to PTI, the ED had today questioned the Nationalist Congress Party leader in a money laundering case that allegedly involves fugitive Daud Ibrahim and his aides. The central agency is conducting an investigation against Ibrahim and his aides in a case filed by the National Investigation Agency under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act, according to the Indian Express. The ED's inquiry is in connection with the alleged illegal money transfers in cases of extortion and drug trafficking. On the other hand, Nationalist Congress Party Chief Sharad Pawar has alleged that the ED's questioning of Malik was an attempt to harass people who spoke about the alleged misuse of central agencies. Further, NCP's Maharashtra chief Jayant Patil alleged that the ED took Malik from his house without the issue of any notice or summons. PTI reported him as saying, and I quote, This is nothing but misuse of central agencies. Malik was very much vocal against wrong policies of the union government and misuse of power vested in central agencies. That is why he is being targeted. Unquote. BJP's Maharashtra chief, on the other hand, when questioned about the alleged misuse of central agencies, stated that the democratic processes and the judiciary function in an impartial manner. Malik had earlier accused ex-NCB chief Samir Wankhade of being a part of the extortion racket that was linked to the cases filed by NCB against actors in the film industry. The Supreme Court today dismissed the plea to cancel Class 10th and Class 12th offline exams, which are to be conducted by the Central Board of Secondary Education, National School of Open Schooling and other state boards, NDTV reported. The bench hearing the plea included Justices A.M. Kanvilkar, Dinesh Maheshwari and C.T. Ravi Kumar. They stated that entertaining such pleas for exam cancellation would cause more confusion in the system. The Supreme Court remarked, and I quote, This cannot become the norm. 
Such petitions give false hopes to students. They will be misled by such petitions. Unquote. The court further refused to hear petitions seeking an alternate mode of assessment by the CBSE board examinations. The Supreme Court further noted that the authorities were already working on finalizing dates and other arrangements for CBSE and other state board examinations. However, it stated that any problems in the finalized dates can be addressed by the aggrieved party to the authorities. The petition filed in the Supreme Court had also sought directions to the CBSE and other education boards which will conduct offline class 10th and class 12th board examinations to devise other modes of paper assessment. The counsel, appearing for petitioner Anubha Srivastava Shah, had mentioned the matter yesterday, thereby requesting the bench to list it for urgent hearing. Indian Advertising Industries Self-Regulatory Body, the Advertising Standards Council of India, has issued guidelines today for advertisements and promotion of crypto assets and services. In its guidelines, it stated that all virtual digital asset-related ads released on or after April 1st must carry a disclaimer that says, and I quote, Crypto products and NFTs are unregulated and can be highly risky. There may be no regulatory recourse for any loss from such transactions. Unquote. As per ASCI's statement, all virtual digital assets, commonly referred to as crypto or non-fungible tokens, will have to put a disclaimer that is prominent in the campaigns for its products and services. The guidelines have been issued after ASCI consulted various industry stakeholders, including the government and financial regulators, Livement reported. ASCI Chairman Subhash Kumar said, and I quote, Advertising of virtual digital assets and services needs specific guidance, considering that this is a new and as yet an emerging way of investing. Hence, there is a need to make consumers aware of the risks and ask them to proceed with caution." Unquote. He further said that there had been a spate of advertising for virtual digital assets which could compromise consumer interest in the absence of some guardrails. Use of celebrities and high decibel advertising, he said, would attract consumers to these offerings without full disclosure of the risks. To know how advertisements in India have been flourishing despite any legal framework, do read my report on newslaundry.com titled India has no legal framework to regulate cryptocurrency. So, what's up with all the ads? The Indian government is yet to come out with a law on these assets but has proposed a tax on gains made from transactions which has further been welcomed by the crypto players in order to legitimize the crypto industry. The RBI, on the other hand, has said that banning cryptocurrencies was the most sensible option, as they might pose a threat to financial stability. Satellite images collected by Maxar Technologies in the past 24 hours have shown deployment and movement of Russian logistics and supply in southern Belarus and multiple sites in western Russia near the Ukrainian border, according to NDTV. 
This new deployment includes the presence of more than 100 vehicles and dozens of troop tents at a small airfield near Mozair, southern Belarus, which is located less than 40 kilometers from the Ukraine border. Further on, a large area is being cleared up near Poshep, western Russia, for additional deployment and a new field hospital is set up at a military garrison on the western outskirts of Belgorod. located less than 20 kilometers from the ukraine border the images also depict heavy equipment transporters that are used for transporting tanks and artillery approximately 40 kilometers to the east of the ukrainian border in response to this heightened tension several countries including the us have imposed sanctions on russia with the us deciding to send its troops into nato members nations in eastern europe Russia on the other hand has denied that it has plans to attack its western neighbor and is instead seeking a guarantee that Ukraine will never join NATO. It further warns the western alliance to remove its forces from eastern Europe. Meanwhile, a special Air India flight from Ukraine with nearly 240 passengers landed in Delhi last night, PTI reported. India has requested its citizens in Ukraine to return if their stay in East Europe is not deemed essential. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.